This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. You love dolphins more? <laughs> you actually love dolphins more than pandas? I love dolphins so much. How much? I think I'm naked right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I love dolphins so much. Yeah. Yeah. What is the sound a dolphin makes? Ah, yes. Another drunken alley extravaganza recording voice memo that brings me so much, so much joy because this is all this episode is going to be about today is how iconic this Miami trip was, how stupid I am, the drunk stories, GEZ, French Montana, the works of it all, and you guys are not ready for this fucking episode, so let's just fucking jump right into it today. Miami, Florida, the COVID hotspot of America. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am sick. (laughs) What else was going to happen with me being down in Miami? But I will reassure you, I have taken about 45 COVID tests and I am still negative. So at this point, I am immortal. I know I probably probably shouldn't joke about that, but I have taken a bunch of COVID tests and I am negative. I did a PCR test in Miami 24 hours before I flew home, negative, was feeling okay on the plane until I landed back here and I'm feeling pretty shitty. Took two COVID, I have COVID tests at home kits and I am negative. I even did a throat swab today because I was hearing that if you do the throat as well as your nose you may get a positive but here I am still negative still kicking it whether or not I am sick or not and I'm here because I have a lot to talk about about Miami. Now this week I'm going to be dropping two episodes because I have been far behind. I took the holidays off. I had so much going on with work and just like kind of doing my own thing and getting ready for this trip and focusing on myself for a little bit and I've been working like crazy between all my gigs and just I haven't had time to like sit down and catch up but it is the first week of 2022 and we are back in the studio and we are back and this is going to be the year for welcome to mars i can fucking 
feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I know that things are going to happen this year and that's why there's going to be no slacking. There's going to be no video for this episode this week because like I have mentioned, I am pretty sick, but I wanted to hammer out this episode because we have a lot to talk about. This trip was pretty fucking incredible and I was gone for 10 days, like 10 days in Miami was like an eye opener being out in Florida in like this new wave of COVID and things in Canada are shutting down again and we're going back 45 steps locking the world down again, everything is closing, and here I am in Miami Beach where everything is open, people are living, people are working out outside, people are on patios, people are shopping, people are happy. And like if you were to compare Florida and Canada, it's fucking insane. And it really brought a lot to my eyes, me being out there and seeing everybody back here and not being able to go to the gym. You can't go in indoor dine. You can't do this. You can't do that. Establishments are closing. Businesses are closing again. But in Miami, it's like they've learned to deal with it. Yes, they have lots of cases, but they're not shutting down because they've realized this is life. And I really think that Canada needs to fucking get in line here because we can't keep locking down. We really can't. And I've been seeing it all over social media about, I know I've, I, I posted something about the suicide, suicide rates going up during a last lockdown and how nobody wants to talk about it. But it appears from what I've gathered on social media that these things are going back up again and no one wants to talk about it because all everybody is brainwashed by is COVID. And it's kind of interesting and it's sad and it really is because this is something we need to learn with. And I think that I don't I don't know if Canada ever really is going to. So I am actively searching for employment in Florida at this point. I am manifesting Miami in the near future, whether it be me actually finding a job, my friends helping me out or something. But I'm telling you right now, I'm getting out of Canada and I'm getting out of Canada as soon as possible. <laughs> Okay, we are back in Canada and we're going to talk about this trip. Now, <laughs> I'm going to apologize if I cough in between my stories as I take a sip of my wine here because why not, right? I'm at home ill and hiding, so I'm just going to have some wine. I ordered my groceries today. I didn't leave my house. It's minus um 30 something here with the wind chill maybe minus 40 something I missed the crazy minus 50 while I was in Miami so I realistically missed the worst of it worst of it so I'm thankful for that it is supposed to warm up here in Calgary this week we're going to be getting up to a high of four you know that's basically sun tanning weather here over in Calgary Alberta but it's no Miami now, I traveled down to Miami with my two gal pals, Gina and Jackie, and we took a red eye down and we fucking went for it. Now, we went to Toronto first and we took separate airlines and me and my one girlfriend were on separate than my other girlfriend and we got on our plane. I fell asleep because I the red eye is a terrible flight. Like whenever you're flying late at night, it's so hard to sleep because it's a quick flight, but you want to sleep, but you don't know if you should. You want to have a drink. 
So anyways, we got on our next flight and then we had to, I fell asleep and I thought we were already in the air. We ended up having to switch planes and um, so we were on our way about like two hours later than we wanted to, but that's okay because we had 10 freaking days in Miami. So the first night we got there, we got settled into our Airbnb, which we stayed in the art district, which is probably my new favorite area in Miami. It's really cool. It's the design district um kind of midtown area for those of you who know Miami it's a great place we had everything convenient conveniently located to us we had a pool at our Airbnb it was freaking it was great like life was so good target down the street we bought our high noons which by the way high noons if you are listening I know I reached out to you I'm ready whenever you are for a sponsorship I brought a bunch of high noons back with me and I probably didn't bring enough so I'm going to hold these like gold in my fridge until I can get back to at least the states or someone could bring me some more high noons first day everything was great I had a dinner reservation with a dear 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 man friend of mine who lives in Miami now and we went for dinner we went to this um so yeah we, basically when we got to our Airbnb we picked up our booze and just like kind of settled in and I got ready and the girls were hanging out and I got ready to go for dinner we went to this restaurant called Mila um in South Beach I believe and it was so good the food was delicious and then we relocated we did some bar hopping that night um we went to this Bottega restaurant I believe I don't know I'm not gonna lie whenever I recap my trips there's are things that are blurry I just can't really remember the names I think we went to Bottega then we went to Gold Rush which was a strip club and then we ended the night at 11 which is my favorite strip club in the world you can stay at this strip club till fucking seven o'clock in the morning if you want to but we got super drunk. The girls met me and my man, pal, whose name will be identified from now until on, and his other friend. And we partied until, I want to say, 5 o'clock in the morning, like you always do in Miami. Because why not? You're in Miami. That's what you're supposed to do. If I move to Miami, I literally, the city is going to kill me because of the partying. Um, in the morning, we obviously woke up in different locations. <laughs> I got myself ready and headed back to the Airbnb and we now I think we spent the day tanning and I feel like every time I recap a trip Gina listens to the podcast and she's like oh my god we didn't do this we didn't do this but as I have photo evidence to recap the rest of the trip it appears we spent the day at the pool as I look at my thirst traps in my phone in my bikinis we took about a hundred thousand thirst traps and we went shopping and did the whole damn thing that next day got some sun in drank our high noons and this was December 30th so the night before New Year's Eve we got dressed up to the nines because I had made us a reservation at Swan. And for those of you who know what Swan or don't know what Swan is, it's a very like this is like a fancy, lovely restaurant in Miami owned by David Groupman and Pharrell. And I've been dying to go because I haven't been yet. And we got dressed up, went for dinner. Our bill was like $500, but it was worth every single penny because it was so 
fucking good. We met up with my friend Maddie who joined us for dinner, which was so much fun. We literally had a little, our little group, our little gang, and we literally went, I feel like I just said literally there 400 different times, had dinner. Now, I understand. So we get to Swan and it's the three of us and my friend was driving down from Delray Beach, which is about an hour from Miami for to meet us just for dinner. And we show up to Swan for a reservation and they say that we can't sit down until our whole party's there. And so I called my friend and I was like, hey, we can't get in until you get here. And he's like, well, I'm still probably a half an hour away. And I was like, OK, well, I'll try and see if I can get us in now and they were like no you literally cannot sit down and I said to the people I was like listen like my friend's okay with him only being able because they have an hour and a 45 time limit per table and I was like he's okay with waiting or like only being able to sit with us for like 45 minutes I was like no you can't long story short crazy little alley manages to get us into the table I'm gonna have to take another sip of water because I feel like I'm the sickness and me being sweaty and hot I'm really thirsty (laughs) no pun intended and whatever all was good we had our amazing dinner went back to the Airbnb and we changed and we wanted to go and do the whole Wynwood scene now I've been to Miami multiple times and I've actually never had the chance to go check out Wynwood and it's like got the Wynwood walls everything is very colorful there's so much artist work down in this area there's bar 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 like it was really 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 cool and we got some really cool pictures as I kind of sit here and like scroll through my phone and look at everything hi I'm Steve Yurko and I'm Tara Sands now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. We ended the night at, there was this little tower bar. I believe that's what it was called. Yeah, tower bar. And it's like a walk up and there's like an outdoor like music kind of situation. We go up and we get a drink. I'm wearing this dress that I bought and it's like one of those crisscross dresses in the front. Very easily slippable in the front. Now, for those of you who follow, have followed me on Instagram, I wear those daring shirts, you know, the ones that, you know, my trust is very high in these shirts. And it was very similar with this dress. And I'm standing there drinking my um, white claw or whatever it was that I was drinking. And legitimately, my boob pops out of my dress and I'm standing there and all of a sudden I see this couple waving at me and I look down and my boob is out and I'm literally dying because it's like this older couple and they're howling and I run over in my dress and I was like 
oh my God, I am so embarrassed. I am so sorry. And the woman was howling. She's like, oh my God, it's so fine. It's all good. We just, we really didn't know if that was what you were aiming for, if you wanted your boob to be out. And I was like, no, no, um, no, no, no. I, I, I wasn't going for the boob outlook tonight. And her husband's laughing and they were from Jacksonville and we had a good time. We were chatting. But like, shout out to that couple from Jacksonville. I wish I would have gotten your names because what a moment that was. An iconic one, if that. (laughs) Anyways, we ended the night at Treehouse Nightclub, which was um, an insane little club, packed bar, full vibes. The house music was like rocking and rolling. Like, it was so much fun and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I think I've been to Treehouse before if I think back on like one of my Miami trips back in the day. But yeah, no, it was uh it was a good time. Ended the night again at another 6 a.m. curfew, dozed off into our sleepy little havens and went to bed. Now we wake up and it's New Year's Eve. Now I have, me being the person that I am, I have about 4,500 different plans for us on New Year's Eve. I'm thinking we're going to live. We can go here. I want to go here. I want to go here. 11. Like you name it. I wanted to go. I had some sort of person that I could, you know, message. But like at the end of the day, when you're trying to coordinate with girls who also have other girlfriends who are in the city, you just like, there's no, um figuring it out on the same wavelength with each other and girls I know you can attest to this because no group of girlfriends ever has that like solid group who can like agree on everything there's always one other person that's gonna be like ah I kind of think maybe we should go here or maybe we should do this and then go here so long story short we actually ended up going to my girlfriend Jackie's friend's house um little condo just kind of down in South Beach for like a small get-together. It was literally seven or eight of us. And we were drinking. We had snacks. Like by the time we got down there, literally it was freaking an hour till New Year's. We grabbed a bunch of champagne and her condo was right on the beach. And we went outside, went down to the beach and literally just popped champagne and drank champagne while the waves were coming in and there were fireworks on the beach. And I kid you not, I couldn't imagine a better New Year's Eve than with a small group of people enjoying your time and like not waiting two hours or an hour to get into a club paying $500 for a drink. You know what I mean? Like it was so great and like I literally am so thankful for meeting these people that I have met because now we have new friends in Miami and I couldn't have asked for a better start to the 2022 and we were home by like I want to say 233 so we didn't have a third day of a 6 a.m night but it was a it was definitely a few hours um earlier so that was good and I'm very happy like we had such a great New Year's Eve now this (laughs) is where the story is going to get good now before I get into the next following story I would like to take a moment to talk about the sandals that I brought on this fucking vacation Now, if you listened to my last podcast episode, you would know that I lost two pairs of bikinis and my sandals on my trip in Cancun. And that has left me with only like two other pairs of sandals, one being a pair that I wouldn't 
bring on vacation they're like a fuzzy pair and like I've honestly I lose a lot of things and this one pair that I brought with me was a pair I bought from like Shein and it was literally just a very basic black pair of sandal with a thick black strap across it and now when you try and think of being on vacation and you want to wear something that is a certain color you cannot pair it with a black sandal so I'm stuck with this fucking ugly sandal on this trip and Jackie didn't bring any sandals at all so her and I are basically in a very similar boat now you would think hey you're in Miami it's probably really easy for you to find sandals you are wrong you are very 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 wrong this fucking city does not have sandals we went shopping for sandals we went to Target Target had two pairs maybe we went to Marshall's Marshall's had didn't have my size and even if they did have sandals they were not sandals that you would probably want to buy So we're on a sandal shortage apparently here in Miami Beach and um, yeah so I'm left with one pair of sandals on this trip and this is basically what I complained about the entire trip. It was anytime I had to wear my sandals I'm like I would rather go barefoot right now. I would rather walk downtown barefoot without having to wear these black ugly fucking sandals. It got to the point where Jackie she had to buy a pair of Calvin Klein sandals which basically were the equivalent to what Stacy's mom would have worn um, in that, you know, 90s hit Stacy's mom. Was that in the 90s or the 2000s? Either way, she was wearing CKs from the 90s. And we laughed about this the whole trip because these two idiots come to Miami Beach with no shoes. And then we have Gina, on the other hand, who brought probably 25 pairs of shoes. Not only did she have like 10 different pairs of heels to select from on this trip, she had actually no, she had one pair of Birkenstocks and they were pink. And Gina, I'm telling you right now, I don't like these shoes. And she wore them. (laughs) I make fun of her for it all the time. Anyways, that was the crazy side note because I couldn't forget to talk about the sandal shortage in Miami Beach and how we really were not it with our sandals on this trip. So it is good old January 1st, New Year's Day, you know, the day to rest, the day to recover, relax, rejuvenate yourself, and not go out. But not only did your favorite gal find an invent, I found French Montana. Now, French Montana was playing at a lovely club called Story Night Club, which is in South Beach. And I had nothing but plans for us to stay in on New Year's Day and not go out. But when I found out that French Montana was playing, I immediately remembered that I saw the other secret love of my life, g Easy, was playing the night before. I put two and two together, like the brilliant woman that I am, and realized, you guys, if we go to Story Nightclub tonight, I bet you g Easy is going to show up. They're like, how do you know that? I'm like, just trust me. I know exactly what I'm talking about. So I basically make the executive decision 
were going to Story Night Club. And the girls were kind of like, you know, a little uneasy. I mean, Gina's always pretty really down to rally. But my girlfriend, my other girlfriend was just like, I don't know if I can really do a night out like that again. But I was like, please, guys, like, I know that I'm going to kick myself if we don't go because I'm going to call it right now. I guarantee you he's going to show up. So we kind of get ready and have plans with the other girls that we're with. So we're kind of essentially on the fence here with what to do. Now, it's getting pretty late in the evening. We're getting ready. We all had to have naps because I'm telling you, four, three, four days of bender drinking is really hard on our old age. And we get ready. It's now kind of getting closer to like 11 30, 12 o'clock. And we all can't make a decision together. And I said I really wanted to go. My other girlfriends wanted to go. Uh, my other girlfriend wanted to go to this bar called Mini Bar in South Beach and meet her other friends. So I said, okay, you know what? Let's go for a drink there because it's actually only a few blocks from Story. And we'll kind of see what we're feeling as soon as we get to this bar. We get to this bar called Mini Bar, which is a wicked bar in South Beach. It's probably now one of my favorite bars. It's a very tiny, tiny, intimate kind of setting and it's very small so we were having some drinks there and the vibe was really great but my girlfriend looked at me and she was like you know what let's go to story so I was like so pumped I messaged a friend of mine who works at story and we kind of had like a booth kind of situation set up but because it was now we're like looking at 1 30 before we're even hitting the club at this point like later than the, the time you would go to the club in Vegas it's 1 30 like people are coming home from the bars at that time and all is good we can still get in so we get in don't have a booth so that's fine like we do our own thing walk around kind of get like a feel for like the 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 vibe the club it's packed it's busy we go and order drinks so I was like I'll get the first round of drinks it's all good I order us three drinks literally two vodka sodas and a cooler these three drinks came to 81 dollars for three drinks I could not believe what I had just paid for three drinks. Now, that's pretty standard in Miami. It is like very, very expensive in Miami. Like even for a beer, like at certain places, it's like an arm and a leg. So anyways, whatever, bite the bullet. We're all going to fucking buy some drinks. That's all good. We buy some drinks, kind of do some cruising around, buy another round of drinks, kind of are starting to make friends. We get invited to a booth up top by these guys who kind of saw me and my girlfriend walked by and we go upstairs, get some drinks with them, have a good time, kind of do another lap, you know, like the standard thing girls do when they're in the club just to kind of like see what's going on. And then we get invited to another booth. Actually, no, sorry, sidetrack. We didn't yet. We go down to the side of the stage because French Montana was about to come on. And literally, I kid you not, I literally like lock eyes with Jeezy and I started almost crying. I was like, oh my God, look at he's here, like bawling. Because like for those of you, I keep this little crush very quiet. Now I know in the past I've been so obsessed with Diplo and I like used to post his pictures on my social media and like literally make it very adamant that I have a lady boner for Diplo. Jeezy walked into the club 
and was not far away from me and I literally was like about to cry and I'm freaking out and Jackie's dying she's laughing so hard I'm like jumping up and down like a little girl in school my lady boner is raging and I'm just like oh he's finally here he's here he's here now three years ago for my birthday we actually went to go see GEZ and Cardi B when I was in Vegas three years ago with a couple other girlfriends and GEZ and I were like one inch apart from each other so like I've had a crush on him for very many years and I saw he was there and I told the girls I told you I called it I nailed it I nailed this one on the head he knew he was going to show up now this is at like three o'clock in the morning and French Montana didn't even play till three thirty. we were at this fucking club until like six o'clock in the morning and like these late nights this is now like our fifth night in the row of doing this it just like it takes a toll on your body anyways so I'm like, you know, he's like kind of doing his own thing and like we lock eyes and he sees me and he waves me over and I was like, this is it. I've made it. He's calling me over. I'm gone. I'm leaving you guys. I'll never see you again. See you later. And he like waves me over. I'm like, did he actually wave me over? Like I get out of my little bubble that I just popped and floated to above my head and they're like, yeah, he just waved you over. Go over there. And I like whatever, doing my own thing, waves me over again. I was like, holy shit, this is my time to shine. I'm going over there. So I go over there and I proceed to tell the bouncer, hey, geez, he just flagged me up there. And the bouncer's like, no, he didn't. Now, give or take, I'm on the other, complete other side. Geez, he's far across on the other side. And I'm trying to get in like very far away from him. So the bouncer was like, fuck you. Like, who, who do you think you are? And I'm like, no, he did. So anyways, couldn't get in from that bouncer. And then I, whatever, walk away, lock eyes with him again. He flags me over again. And I was like, holy fuck, this is the third time he's now told me to come over. But moral of the story, like I've done before with many other people, I get too fucking drunk. And then the girls and I wake up in the morning and they're like, well, we're out for lunch. And they're like, actually, we don't want to, she's like, I don't want to say this, but like, you realize you probably could have actually like walked over to GEZ and he probably would have let you in. And so this was um, a lesson learned and a missed opportunity. So GEZ, if you are listening and you want to grab a drink sometime and by a drink, I mean, drink it naked. I am open to any sort of offer you have. And, um, now, this is where the night takes such a lovely turn, where this is the honorable mention of the trip. Now, I'm drunk, couldn't get with Jeezy, and I am texting with my man friend, and I'm drunk, it's five o'clock in the morning, I want to, you know, do the, the things and I say I'm going to take an Uber and go to his place and my girlfriend Jackie gets pissed at me and she starts calling him a fuck boy and what are you doing you're wasting your time you're being a fucking idiot and I was like I'm being a fucking idiot I was like you have absolutely no fucking say with what I have to do and who I like and what I do and so we're in an Uber Jackie and I are fucking screaming at each other. Poor Gina sitting in the middle. Jackie and I are screaming like, fuck you. You're fucking stupid. No, you're fucking stupid. You're dumb. I don't want to see you get your fucking heart broken, which true. Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate it. But like, I'm a fucking 30 year old woman. I can make my own decisions. We're screaming. The poor Uber driver has to listen to both of us back and forth being like, you're a fucking bitch and blah, 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 blah. 
Uber driver drops us off. We're still screaming at each other. We go upstairs. The yelling continues and we're both just calling each other names and fuck you and fuck this and like this fight I thought we were gonna throw down I thought this was gonna be the first physical fight I have ever gotten into because I'm so fucking pissed I wanted to go and have a nice dick appointment and I couldn't do it in Miami because she wouldn't let me he went to bed she called him a fuck boy I couldn't understand the fact that he probably is and it just fucking got so bad that Gina and I are like in the bedroom and we're fucking like screaming she's screaming at me and and I was like, you're being a fucking bitch. She's like, I'm not being a fucking bitch. And like, it's like the neighbors probably heard. And this fight got so bad that literally Gina's like, okay, hey, we're done talking about this. Closes the door. Gina and I are sitting in the bed like talking about it. I'm like, she's being a fucking bitch. And she's like, I can fucking hear you from the other side of the room. Opens up the door. She's like, call me a bitch one more time. I'm like, you are a fucking bitch. <laughs> Then I start crying like the little bitch that I am and um, we finally came to an agreement that we were both being bitches in fact and the night ended with her ordering two pieces of pizza. The three of us sitting in bed cutting the pizza with scissors because we like are we're drunk and it wasn't cut and the moral of the story is if you fight with your friends, it's probably going to end with some pizza. So that could be the brighter side of the story. But yeah, so that was the end of that night. And I'm not going to lie, it could have went a whole lot worse. And I literally, she was like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Blah. <laughs> like, oh, it was a doozy. It was a doozy. So yeah, that was the end of that night. And that uh, could have probably ended a whole lot better. Five days is a really long time when you think about binge drinking. You're drinking all day at the beach. You're drinking all day at the club or wherever it is you are. And it just is a lot. I was up in the morning and I thought I was ready to go. I thought it was, that was it. We're done here. We're done. My life has come to an end. I've drank too much. I'm ready. We legitimately had to take a day to not do anything. And I think we laid in bed all day and we did nothing that night. We sat downstairs by our pool. We did drink a little bit of champagne because, I mean, like, we're obviously not going to completely go cold turkey because, like, that would make not make us who we are. But we relaxed and we needed it. The next day rolled around, we did the exact same thing. We couldn't even imagine getting up and get going out again. So we literally laid by the – actually, we went to the beach – and had an easy, chill day. And honestly, we did this for the last few nights in Miami because our bodies were done and I was convinced I was sick. I had anxiety. Now, in my old age <laughs> that I like to joke about, I cannot do these benders. I can maybe do two nights of drinking and that's that. But like when you mix in five days of drinking, getting home at six o'clock in the morning, I mean, we did sleep in every day, but like my anxiety just sets in and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh my God, I'm going to get sick. Oh my God, I'm going to be stuck here in Florida. Oh my God, how are my dogs doing? Oh my God, like, do I have, do I have money? Which I do. And I just panic and I go in to this panic mode and my anxiety sets in so hard that I literally was trying to take a nap and I would fall into a sleep and legitimately would like wake up and like shake. And I would wake up and like my body would pulse and I would be like, holy fuck, I'm going to die. 
So we had to take those three days to just kind of recoup ourselves and get it together. Now, my girlfriend Jackie left on the Wednesday and Jean and I were leaving on Thursday. Yes, I did come home on Thursday. So Tuesday night, so we did. We took a solid two nights. The second and the third, we relaxed, did nothing. And then on the Tuesday night, we were like, hey, well, it's Jackie's last night. We have to go out and do something. So we met up with um, our friends and we went down back to that mini bar that I had mentioned before. Like, like I said, this is like my new favorite bar in Miami. And we had some drinks and we met the owner of the bar and he had some drinks with us, which was really cool. Nice guy. And Jackie's flight was supposed to be at five o'clock in the morning. So she was like already ready to like go like on no sleep. Finds out her flight is delayed till 930. So she has just gained a four hour window of partying. So then that's when the shots keep flowing. The drinks are pouring. We're getting drunk. And then we make the executive decision. That's it. We're going to 11. <laughs> like we've made, we're going to 11. It's one of our last nights here. We have to go to the strip club one more time. So what do we do? Get in the car, pack in, um, get an Uber, head on over to 11, get there, find out it's closed, which by the way is kind of shocking. I honestly didn't think that 11 closed any day, but anyways, we found it was closed and ended up kind of thinking we were lucky in the aspect because we were like, you know what, we're going to go and get McDonald's. So McDonald's turns out being the play of the night and I, (laughs) I didn't realize that in the United States of America, y'all don't have junior chickens. And to my surprise, when I was so excited to order a junior chicken and you guys don't have any, I felt the need to call my ex-boyfriend. Yes, you heard it here first, folks. I called my ex-boyfriend. And I had to tell him there was a junior chicken shortage in America. And I was stuck with a fucking McChicken. Now, for those of you who don't know what a junior chicken is, it's a lovely smaller version of a McChicken that you guys do not have. And to my surprise, I was pissed and had to get a McChicken. Now, I had to call him and tell him this. I was outraged, pure outrage. And he thought it was hilarious. I mean, we kind of been talking again and I just was drunk alley and had to call him and rage. And then I proceeded to get my McChicken plus 10 chicken nuggets and a Coke. And I don't drink pop. Woke up in the morning, we all came back to our like our Airbnb, the three of us, plus our other girlfriend who was with us. There's like four huge Cokes, there's McDonald's all over the counters, and I was just like, when did we get McDonald's? Gina's like, really? You don't remember us going with the Uber to McDonald's, getting your junior check-in, you called your ex-boyfriend, or sorry, McChicken, you called your ex-boyfriend, and I was like, oh god, and then it all starts coming back. I start getting the flashbacks, like, I'm that so raven, and I was like, holy fuck. What a perfect way to end the Miami trip was just to get blackout drunk and eat a shit ton of McDonald's. So, we take the final final night, just Gina and I, as Jackie had made her flight, Needless to say, very proud of her for making that flight. And 
we took the day, we did a little shopping. I went for a last night dinner with my man friend who I have in Miami. We had a lovely evening getting tacos and then we just took it easy. We came to the conclusion like, hey, we're probably, we probably should stop drinking when I got back to the Airbnb and we had a little bit of our Ciroc bottle left. We finished our drinks, went to bed early up and went and continued on for our 12 hours of travel back to Canada where it's minus 40 and our first flight actually got canceled and we were pretty convinced we were going to be stuck in Miami which you know what at the end of the day I would have been okay with I would have been okay with it instead of traveling for 12 hours as my health started deteriorating on the plane but you know what we made it. The three of us came back to Canada COVID-free and we did it. And I couldn't be more thankful to have enjoyed such a trip like that before coming back into, I guess, another lockdown. Although Alberta hasn't really shut things down yet or anything like that, which is kind of nice. But it really just... um. It was a good trip, and I really was excited to tell you guys about it because, fuck, I thought it was a great trip. Another one of the quotes from the trip was just hung over me. And, you know, like, hungover people usually, you like to enjoy a Caesar. They don't have those in the States. They only have Bloody Marys. But I'm a beer gal. And that quote Gina was laughing about was me just cracking open my beer after I went to Target to buy a six-pack. And I was like, you know what? Beer just makes me feel better. And it's not a lie. A nice shock top or a blue moon as they have a most popular brand over there. It just cures me right up. And I'm back on my bullshit. What can I say? Like typical Allie Mars says she's not drinking for two months. I'm sitting here drinking a glass of wine. But I am taking it easy for the next few days. And on that note... Oh, this chair is so uncomfortable. I need to get my uh, studio better here. On that note of the no drinking thing, we are in January. The first the first week of January is over. Time is probably going to fly by pretty quickly here. Now, we have started to plan my 30th birthday, which is a short, quick three months away. And that's going to come in the blink of an eye, given how fast fucking time has flown. Can we believe that 2021 is over when we thought it was going to be the better year? But yet now we have gone back five more steps going into 2022, which is so crazy. I'm not going to get into 2021 on this episode just because I have a whole packed adventure episode for my next episode for you guys. We're going to do a 2021 recap on the next episode because I'm not going to kind of bore you too long with two different topics on this episode which are going to include a lot of talking and we got the Miami trip out of the way you guys know what happened or so some of you think you do but we're planning the 30th and the girls and I are doing a girls trip now we're going to Vegas, of course, typical Allie going to Vegas for her 30th, but it's close, it's easy, it's only two hours from where we are, a quick hop, skip, and a jump, and I just, you know, I love Vegas, and to celebrate my 30th birthday in my favorite city with my favorite girlfriends is going to be amazing, and we're kind of planning it more so like a bachelorette party, 
which will be really cool. I have no plans to get married, so for me to celebrate my 30th birthday in the style of a bachelorette is going to be really fun, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. So that is me saying I am not traveling till then. I'm going to take the next two months to focus on me and pad that bank account and stack it up the way I have been doing and yeah so lots of fun things coming down the pipe in the next couple of months here um if you guys aren't already subscribed I did revamp my YouTube channel please make sure you hit the link in my Instagram bio for my YouTube channel I am slowly trying to get it together I know it's looking a little sad and miserable right now and on top of me not recording a video episode for this one I just can't do it I wanted to pump this episode out I look like shit look like I got hit by a frying pan but it's okay we're gonna get back together in my appearance wise for the next episode and also on top of link in bio make sure you are subscribing to the thirst trap podcast on youtube that link is also in my bio me rylan and justin are going to be recording another episode this week unfortunately rylan and i did a solo episode for last or sorry what would have been this week's episode and the video cut out when we were recording so hopefully we're going to be able to pull the audio for that episode because it was fucking hilarious and we can get at least that episode up on the spotify but yeah so lots going on lots make sure you subscribe to both of those youtube channels link in bio for other fun pages if you are looking to subscribe it's all there we are gonna close this episode up today with me going to lay back on the couch and recover from what is not covid because i went to florida and didn't get covid but everyone seems to be going down like fucking flies right now man But anyways, that's it. That's all for this week's episode. And uh, thank you for listening to this 40 minutes of Miami trip. And just know there is a lot more coming down. We are only one week into 2022, baby. And I'm telling you right now, this is the fucking year. And this is another episode of Welcome to Fucking Mars, baby. See you next week. Actually, no. I'll see you guys in a couple days. We're going to do another drop. So see you in a few. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? 
Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs>